another Illini postgame podcast from those that bring you No One Asked Us. I'm Craig Choate. That is D. Logan Lee. Welcome to Super Bowl Sunday. We have a little appetizer here before uh, the big game tonight between the Bengals and the Rams. Who are you going with, Logan? Uh, Bengals. Bengals. I, I think I said earlier <laughs> that I think the Rams will win, but I'm all on uh, I'm all on Team Team Burrow. So, okay, go Bengals. Go Bengals. I agree. I think the Rams will win as well. So if we're like picking the game, I'm picking the um, the Rams. But if we're talking just like who we want to win, Bengals. But that's neither here nor there. Illinois does pick up another win on the season, 73-66 over Northwestern. Um, my birth certificate says I'm 32, but after watching that, I feel like I'm about 52. Uh, I, it took about 20 years off of my life. Been sitting on that one uh, for a while, huh? Actually, I thought of it like with two minutes left in the game. <laughs> um, man, that second half just drained me. Absolutely drained me. So we'll dissect that here in just a couple seconds once we get through all of our logistics. Um, all of our social medias are on our YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, at Craig W. Chode on Twitter, at the Logan Lee on Twitter, at No One Asked Us Pod. Also our Gmail, No One Asked Us 2021 at gmail.com. All that good stuff. Um, hit us up on Twitter if, if you're on Twitter. Um, we're on YouTube, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, on YouTube, if you're here, give us a thumbs up, give us a like below, and while you're there, also subscribe. That would really, really help us. We would really appreciate if you subscribe to our channel and like our video if you're here watching it. Um, on the audio platforms, rate and review. Rate and review, uh, that, that would really help us as well. All right, now that we got that out of the way, Logan, it's a win. Took 20 years off my life. How are you feeling? Um. The text message that I sent out to somebody uh, towards the end of that game was that I hate that I'm stressed during a game against Northwestern at home when they were up by 18 points. (laughs) Yet here we are. Uh, I was just coasting along the whole first half, paying more attention to the Purdue game than I was the Illinois game. Uh, and then go to halftime, and it's just, it was an absolute tale of two halves. Uh, I mean, that was the first half would be in the conversation for some of Illinois' best basketball of the year, uh, and the second half would be in the conversation for some of their worst basketball of the year. Uh, so just thankful that they did have the commanding lead that they did at one point, uh, because that was definitely the difference between uh, getting a win uh, today and getting a loss. So yeah, great. I'm feeling great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree. Um, a, a tale of two halves, like you said, I just, this is a game you should have won by 20 the way the first half went. It's a game you should have won by 20 and you pull it out with a, with a seven point victory. So, uh, but yeah. also a win is a win. You remain in first in the big 10, you control your own destiny. So you can't take, <laughs> you can't feel too bad about still being in first place in the big Ten. running through the stats uh kofi coburn another double double 19 and 15 we'll talk about him here in a little bit he uh tied a record tonight that we'll talk about alfonso Plummer also with 19 points and then rj melendez 17 minutes 14 points that's one of our talking points so again we'll talk about him in just a little bit uh trent frazier with seven demonte williams with six andre cabello with four omar Payne and jacob grandison each with two uh grandison had six rebounds melendez also had six rebounds frazier had six assists northwestern was led by ty berry he had 16 chase aldige has 12 and pete nance each had 10 
turnovers. Yeah. Illinois had 20 <laughs> turnovers. And I think 14 of those in the second half. Northwestern had 13. Illinois had 47 rebounds. Northwestern had 30. So there's some of the stats. Um, first, let's talk about Kofi. Another double-double, 19 and 15 for him. He ties the Illini career double-doubles record. Skip Torin, I think was his name. Skip, yeah. Um, ties a career double-doubles record with 41. Uh, we, I, we sent the tweet in our group chat, um, and one of the replies was, he had that record as soon as he signed his letter of intent to Illinois. <laughs> like, it was only a matter of time. Um, so yeah. he's tied the record. He will get the record because there's still probably – 10 games left on the schedule. Um, so he'll, he'll get that record potentially in three days when they face Rutgers. So um, what do you think of his performance tonight though? He was, um, he had some trouble. He had six turnovers as well. He had to work for every single one of his 19 points today. Um, Northwestern was both mentally and physically a problem for him. I think I, they, the way they collapsed on him, uh, they fouled him a lot, uh, whether or not they were all called, you know, that's its own thing. But uh, I mean, they, he had to work for every single one of those 19 points. Uh, he was huge. He was huge again. Uh, he, he continues to be the, the focal point for this team. Um, granted, they had some other guys scoring tonight, but some of the regulars again, aren't really showing up much. Um, so Kudos to him. Uh, wasn't his best night. Six turnovers. Um, yeah. <laughs> Again, I, I do think I do think Northwestern was in his head a little bit. Uh, I think Hummel or Brandon Gautner, somebody made the comment during the broadcast. I think it's true. I think there was a point where Northwestern was in his head. Uh, they were they were just getting hands in there, stripping the ball away. Uh, just some things that were very uncharacteristic. He was clearly the focal point of the focal point of the offense. Northwestern is one of those teams that doesn't really have an answer for him. Granted, they, they just threw everything they had at him. Um, and that's, you know, he still got his 19 and 15. So uh, good for him. They needed it. They needed every single one of them, but um, yeah, it was tough, tough go at it for him. Northwestern was collapsing as soon like, before he even had the ball, like as soon as they saw that there was a post entry, they were collapsing and the double team was there almost immediately after he caught the ball. And he was really struggling to pass out of that. He had, like I said, he had six turnovers. Um, this isn't a stat that I, I think, I don't think many people have access to, but the efficiency stat on sidearm stats that the um, universities use, it's really complicated. I'm just going to tell you what it all uses. It uses points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. And then the different the difference from field goals made to attempted, you subtract that from the first total. Then you add the free throws made minus the uh, attempted and then turnovers as well. So it's basically – it's a good gauge of how well you played. Kofi was 24. That's with six turnovers. RJ Melendez was 22. So let's talk about him for a little bit. Whose minutes is he stealing? Because he deserves to be in the starting lineup right now, as far as I'm concerned. And I think I know the answer because Jacob Grandison was 0 for 8 from the field. Yeah. And he had uh, a lot of turnovers. RJ Melendez is a budding star in the Big Ten, and he needs a lot more run. Yeah. Uh, this season has been a lot of pick your freshman for Brad. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, for a while, it was Goody. 
haven't even seen Luke Goody for what seems like a week now. Um, he did not play in this game. Um, RJ Melendez the last week or so has just blossomed, man. Uh, he's incredible. Jake Grandison is not doing anything at all. Uh, I don't know why Jake was in the game down the stretch and DeMonte wasn't. Well, you That's heard what bigger Brad said last me. week, right? The rebounding. Brad said he's not comfortable having Jacob on the bench because of oh, I, the, the well-rounded player he is. He did have sure. six rebounds and three assists, but he also had three turnovers and he was 0 of 7 from the field. So he's he not was, bringing much, but Brad no. did just last week say how much confidence he had in Jake. I mean, I know he's, he's given him the endorsement and we'll see if that continues, but he was awful. I mean, yes, he did have the rebounds. He did, he did some things, but I don't know, man. RJ Melendez has, has really come into something right now. And yeah, he's going to be taking somebody's minutes. Um, I was, I was just fascinated by that lineup that they had going down there at the end, because it's kind yeah. of one of those things where I don't think Brad fully knew what they were playing for. Uh, are we, are we playing to extend the game? Or are we playing to not blow the lead here? It was kind of a, just throw something out there and see what happens. I mean, RJ Melendez deserved to be on the floor. The whole Grandison thing, um, him and DeMonte, I guess, are competing for those those minutes now. Um, neither one of them bring a ton, on, a ton on the offensive end. At least DeMonte did score today. He had six points. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But good. I mean, good for RJ. I mean, that's he's he's a star. He, he really is. He, he's really starting to show it tonight, especially 14 points for him. Had a had a nice dunk, nice transition dunk. Um, hit a the, couple threes. His head was at the rim. He yeah. got up. He has yeah. some athleticism. Uh, do you remember preseason? I think we were both highest on Melendez, weren't we? I know I was. I know I said he had the most potential, but I didn't wasn't sure that he would make yeah. the earliest impact. Yeah, I think we. I think I said Goody, but yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what's happened. I mean, it was Goody <laughs> early on that was getting the minutes. Yeah. You know, being a spot up shooter with a little bit of size, uh, but lately it's it's been it's been RJ Melendez. Yeah, he played 17 minutes. He had 14 points, three of four shooting, two of three from three. Each of those threes were early. He had six early points. He was also six of six from the free throw line, with six rebounds, no assist, two steals, and a block. Um, like I said, his efficiency rating was 22. Kofi's was 24. Uh, Fraser was nine. Plummer was eight. So no one else in double figures for Illinois besides those two, and they were both uh, better than 20 on the efficiency. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on, I guess, was kind of the story. It's what kept Northwestern in. It was the 20 turnovers, 14 in the second half. Like I said a couple games ago, this team just goes stupid. And I, I don't know if you can fix it. Isn't there a saying that goes something like you, you can't, can't fix, fix stupid? stupid. <laughs> I know it's bad basketball. Like it's mental. A lot of it is mental. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was really bad from all around. <laughs> um, they're taking some strange shots, some bad passes, um, air ball. I've seen Trent Frazier air ball, air ball more threes the past week than I have probably his entire career maybe Trevor, Trevor release stretch, said it's but... four games in a row I'm not sure if he knows that That's... or if he's just guessing but it's it's, it's incredible that shots yeah um I mean we've we've raved we've rant and raved about this team most of the season and I still feel like they have a super high ceiling but 
if they have stretches like that against good teams, they're done. Like they're done. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Northwestern have granted they've been playing well of late, but they're not that good of a team. And uh, yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't think it's fixable. I just think you have to hope that you don't have them against good teams. Yeah. I don't know that there's any rhyme or reason to it. It just happens mm-hmm. where they just can't figure it out for long stretches of time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you bring in somebody like a Andre Curbelo who, yeah, he has a firecracker. Um, he does great things. He also does stupid things. Trent Frazier made some bad passes today. Kofi had the ball taken away from him several times. It That's what I was going to touch on. Kofi had six was... of them and Curbelo had four. So yeah. there's half of your turnovers right there between those two. Curbelo did not play well. It was another one of those games that he didn't look comfortable. Um, he no. he just never got in a rhythm. He was going too fast. He was going at the 10. You need to get it at the 7 or the 8. He was going at the 10. Uh, he was 2 or 3 from the field, 16 minutes, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 4 turnovers for 4 points. Um, so not a good game from Curbelo. Um, a, a couple tweets that I saw late in the game. Of course, Illinois went on their drought, as we as we know. Um, it was 53 to 35 with 1305 left in the game, 18 point lead and Northwestern proceeded to go on a 19 to two run from there. So there's that drought that we always talk about it happened in the second half today, instead of late in the first half. And Jen, Jeremy Warner tweeted also late in the game. I don't have an exact time in the game. It was, but Kofi Coburn is the only Illini with a field goal during the last 10 minutes. And there was probably a minute left in the game at that point. So fr- from towards the end of that, or when Illinois got that big lead, that 18-point lead, from then on, Kofi was the only one to score a field goal. And I don't know that anyone did after that. So for the last second half of the second half, Kofi was the only Illini with a field goal. Um, stats and notes hasn't really tweeted much. The only stat that they've tweeted out is Illinois is now plus 100 games against Northwestern. Illinois leads the all-time series 142 to 42 against the Wildcats. I just saw that Illinois, the Illinois basketball account put on posted with, you know, our city uh, with the, with the <laughs> Chicago stuff. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. that'll fire up some um, Northwestern yeah. fans. Let's, let's get into that while we're, um, before we go, there was a special visitor on campus today for Illinois. Their top recruiting target, hmm. Kylan Boswell was on campus for his official visit. Um, his grandpa played football for Illinois. So it was kind of a um, coordinated attack on Boswell because the football team had a really big uh, dedication to um, their, to Kylan's grandpa uh, last night that he took a picture with and, and thanked Brett Bielema and Illini football for, for uh, showcasing um, Kylan's grandpa. Um, but he, he's from Urbana or he, he's from the area and he moved out to Arizona after eighth grade and to play at the, the prep school and where he's really blossomed and he's a top 15 player according to 24 seven. So he was on campus today. Um, I know that a lot of times the game that they watch doesn't have a lot of impact on their decision, but it, it it's a little worrisome that this is the game that he took in. I know it, it went against Co. It went the other way for Kofi because he was here. If you remember for the Florida Atlantic game in late December that they lost that Illinois lost to Florida Atlantic. And he has said that made his decision because he saw that they needed him. So could go either way. Just wanted to throw it out there that a five-star guard was at the game 
on Sunday to watch um, Champagne Native. It's it's uh, he took an official to UNLV last week, I think, and then he's going to Arizona um, here pretty soon for his other official. So just throwing I mean, that if, out there. If if I'm him, I'm looking out there and seeing that they need a point guard. <laughs> just throwing it out there. I know Curbelo is is still that guy as you look ahead towards next year, but. Yikes. <laughs> if he comes in, he would take Curbella's starting spot. The starting guards next year would be Kylan Boswell in or, uh, two years because he's a 2023. Yeah, I was going to say, he's not He's a 2023. Year, yeah. um, and who knows so, yeah, if Curbella yeah. will even be there in two years. So Exactly, um, exactly. All right, I yeah, don't have that's... the schedule pulled up. Um, but, yeah, Illinois improves to, what, 18 and 6 now? Do I have that right? Uh, 18, and 18 and 6, 11 and 3. 11 and 3 in the Big Ten. They are on the road at what has become the toughest place to win in college basketball on Wednesday night at Rutgers. They're at the rack on Wednesday. Rutgers just took down. They've beaten Purdue. They've beaten Michigan state and they've beaten Ohio state at home. And they almost, no, they did beat Wisconsin. They just beat Wisconsin on the road yesterday. So they're coming in really hot. They're 15 to nine. It's a seven o'clock tip on Wednesday night at the rack. And then Saturday, is uh, a trip to East Lansing. So two road games coming up this week, two big road games. Illinois has a one-game cushion in the Big Ten stand, half-game cushion over Purdue in the Big Ten standings. How do you feel? Needed that win today. <laughs> yeah. Needed that win today. Uh, uh, again, this this conference is a bloodbath, and it's just going to be teams beating up on each other from now until the end of time. Um, I don't feel great. I'll be honest. Uh, I, I certainly think both of those games are winnable. Um, Illinois has to play a lot better than they did today. Uh, they have to play better than they've looked in a while, to be honest. Um, we have to see the team that showed up probably at Indiana would be the, the team that we need to see. Mm-hmm. Um, because the team that we saw, uh, at Purdue and the team that we saw today, uh, will not win those games. Uh, either of them that team might not win a game the rest of the season if i'm being quite <laughs> honest with you uh yeah. so other than maybe penn state <laughs> like that's that's the only schedule i see ahead of us the only game on the schedule i see ahead of us that this team the current illinois team that played today would win so uh gotta be better you just gotta be better but thankfully <laughs> got the win today keep that lead in the conference because other teams seem to want to lose a lot too so um there, there's at least another loss out there. Uh, at least one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if not two, maybe even yep. three. I, it's, they're, they're better than that. The ceiling is higher than that, but we have seen it time and time again that they just cannot seem to play a clean 40 minutes of basketball. Uh, so if you do that against a, a good team, it's, it's, it's over. So, yep. Final thing, running through big other big 10 scores, uh, Iowa all over Nebraska, 98, 75 in Iowa city. No shock there. We almost had another upset. Maryland had a shot with less than five seconds left in West Lafayette to beat Purdue. That game was absolute chaos the last 30 seconds of that game. But Purdue holds on 62-61. Turtles win would have really helped Illinois, but uh, Purdue hangs on for that one. All right, anything else before we go? No. Got to play better. Just got to play better. Yep. Uh, These these next two are not going to be so like yep. to squeak out a win somewhere. Illinois had a lot of a lot of success on the road the last two, three years under Brad Underwood. You got to keep that up this week at Piscataway and at East Lansing. 
as always, thanks for tuning in. If you're still here, give us a like, give us a subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. We would really appreciate it. Um, thanks for listening, and, and thanks for uh, letting us rant here uh, after each game the last month or two. For Logan Lee, I'm Craig Choate. We'll see you next time. Who day?